Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Red X podcast. I'm Curtis Fenn. I get to host today, which is a great thing because I've got an amazing guest, David Childers from Keeping Current Matters. And we're going to have a great conversation about the market and what's going on, uh, potential market crashes or, or not crashes. You know, we're going to get into that stuff. Before we get going, I just want to remind everybody, this is a participatory event. Um, we want you to ask questions. I think David has a whole bunch of information. So if you have questions about what he's talking about, post them in there uh, because we will get to them on the show or we will we'll follow up with you with your questions afterwards. Um, we'd love everybody if you are on, on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, um, if you're wherever you're viewing the podcast, go ahead and click subscribe. That way you get notifications of all of our upcoming podcasts. We'd also want you to join the conversation we're having on Facebook, uh, a Facebook group called the Lead Gen Conversation, where we have uh, a lot of podcasts just like this, but we also have a whole bunch of conversation about the top of the funnel of your business. We're talking about how to get leads, how to convert those leads, and how to get more business. So with that, David, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be on and uh, looking forward to this. It's been on the calendar to get a chance to spend time with you. And, you know, I was thinking about as, as we were getting ready for this, um, I'm grateful for, and we're big fans of Red X, and, and I'm grateful for the relationship we've had over the years, you know, um, uh, certainly going back a, 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 quite a while here at KCM, we've been, you know, sort of partners with with you and with Red X. And I just want you to know we're grateful for that. We're grateful for uh, you know, you know, organizations uh, that that we're able to do that with and have long-standing relationships with. So it's fun to be on today. Awesome, thank you so much. I we're, we're going to have a little bit of a nice contest here, Dave, because because um, I feel the same way about KCM and and um, we're we're at about 120 employees here at Red X, and most of, if not all, have heard. If you would just log into this one blog every day. Right. Keeping right. current matters and just read their blog every day. You will know more about what's going on in real estate than 99% of real estate agents out there. Right. And that might right. offend some people, but it's true. I mean, uh, there's such sure. great resources to look at every day. And so, yeah, we have had a long relationship. I, I think I first met Steve back in 2007 and yeah. and have got to work with him and, and Bill and you and and yeah, great things to come. So Welcome to the podcast. I, I would love to jump right in yeah. uh, with, with what's going on. I even think bypass everybody. If they don't know who Keeping Current Matters in, they either just got their license. And I think just hearing you talk about what's going on, they'll, they'll start to figure it out. Um, so sure. let's jump right in and talk about what the heck is going on in the market. Yeah, sure. It's, uh, you know, feels like the last few weeks and certainly... Uh, the time we're in right now, feeling a little bit of a shift in the market. Uh, let's talk about that. And uh, I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, uh, anybody that has questions, let's be interactive. I'm going to get all these slides back over to you, Curtis. I'm going to share a couple, uh, you know, visually. We, we believe at KCM that, 
you, you know, a, a picture does, uh, you know, so much to communicate a message. And so I think the one thing I brought one slide I want to I sort of share is this one on interest rates. And, and that's been the story of the market, uh, certainly the since the beginning of the year. And if, if you bring that slide up, it's a look at, you know, going back to the last week in December to, you know, where we're at right now in, you know, the, the 30 year fixed rate in this country. We wrapped up the year 3.1% uh, on uh, the 30th of December and where we at today, just over five. You know, we've seen a kind of this quick and dramatic rise in interest rates and a lot of people going, what's happened? If you see here, uh, something I would draw out real quick is we, we saw this rise up until about the, I'm going to call it the, the vapor, we the plateau, okay? You know, 5.1, 5.2, now back down to 5.1, the latest on uh, the 30-year fix in this country. That's caused this, you know, sort of question, you, you know, are homes affordable anymore? It's harder to, 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 to afford a home across the country and, you know, sort of the shock to the real estate uh, system, I would say, and, and caused many people to have, you know, these concerns. You can bring that slide back down, uh, but that's that's really what's driving a lot of the in real estate right now. A couple of things I would, I would bring to that. Right near the average, average 30-year fix, 5.1%. It is higher than where we've been in the last decade. I think we have to acknowledge that as we're talking to clients. But here's an interesting fact. It's lower on average than where we've been every decade prior than that going back to the 70s. You know, and I think sometimes we we sort of use this analogy in our business of like, well, interest rates were a thousand percent back should this rate. Well, we need to acknowledge that over the last 10 years, we're higher than where we are and people feel that. But, but certainly when you look at it historically, we're still in a very good interest rate environment. Right. So let me let me um, let me regurgitate some of the some of the things that I'm hearing uh, agents yeah. saying or asking, especially consumers or, or they're saying, yeah. here's what our consumers are saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is they're saying, yeah, that's all great. I know that, that you know, even 10 years ago, interest rates were were uh, lower or, you know, 10 years before they were higher. But yeah. when you compare the cost of the home to where salaries are it's a moot conversation. It just doesn't matter what the interest rate anymore. It's all about what is my payment for the house that I get to, to live in. And, sure. and does that play into what people are seeing and, or, or is there false perceptions out there? Well, I think there are a couple of things. Certainly if you qualified for, let's say any amount on January 1st, and you're qualifying for that amount on a mortgage today, there's shock in real dollars on that, Right. I mean, literally, you may not be able to qualify for what you did back in January. That's a right. challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, I think the overall conversation and what I'm seeing in the market, people that we're talking to, is you know I don't worry about the higher end of the market right now. There are certainly affordability challenges, and just like we talked about, I worry more about the, the lower end of the market right now. I worry about people getting into homes that are affordable and that you know, they, they can buy that first time uh, home that they, you know, you know, want to have. I'm more worried about that. But certainly the, the, the market, if we look at um, in April, the, the most recent data we have, homes are on the market for an average of 17 days with, with five and a half offers on every house. So 
that is a challenge, but it's not it's not slowing the consumer down uh, in what they're in what they're buying. Very interesting. So what does it what does it then mean for the future then? I mean, if things are slowing down, sure. that that there's still this unknown and what's what's going to happen. So I, I think the that is the question. So here would be my if I was talking to somebody right now and, and you know, they're thinking about buying, they're thinking about selling. What's the impact of, of this scenario uh, in real estate is rising interest rates are starting to moderate the market. Okay, if you want to, and I'm going to show you a couple of slides here in just a minute, but I really believe the story right now, if we can cut through, you know, everything, you know, you pick up your phone and you open a news app and it says, is the housing market going to crash or is the housing market peaked or whatever, you know, you just about can't uh, go onto a news site without seeing something in the housing market is we're heading to a place that was very similar to where we were pre-pandemic. And, you know, we have to sort of think about this as if I were to make an analogy, you know, last couple of years, we've seen so much business and so much activity. It's like going down the highway and going, you know, 120 or 130 miles an hour. And then, you know, seeing a, a, an officer up on the hill and slowing down to maybe 60 or 70 miles an hour. And you feel like you're crawling, but you're actually doing the speed limit. It's sort yeah. of, you know, what's happening in our business right now. And I brought a couple of graphics to, to visualize that. If you bring up the, um, let's go to the, the that's the, the interest rate one. Go to slide number three. Um, this is a look at showing time. Most recent March data, it's, it's the most recent they have out. We'll get, you know, uh, April and May when, when that comes out. So hold on there. But that, that line I've drawn across the middle there is pre-pandemic demand. Okay, so we've seen demand in the last couple of years shoot up for a number of different reasons. Interest rates fell to historic lows. The meaning of home changed for every one of us across the country. And we just saw this frenzy in the market. But where are we heading? We're heading back somewhere to where we were pre-pandemic. So we just sort of, in a mindset, need to remember that. Now, what's been the big headline has been existing home sales are down, right? So let's take a look at that. Let's look at the next slide. This is a look at existing home sales by year. You know, they release that every month at an annually adjusted, seasonally adjusted rate. What came out in April? 5.6 million on a seasonally adjustable rate. Adjusted rate, where is that? Right in line with where we were prior to the pandemic. So we're sort of coming out of this market that's been historical. And, you know, we probably have overused that word with the pandemic and everything happening. But, but into a little bit more moderated market due to, to the rise of interest rates. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. So what about a crash then, Dave? Well, I, mean, I, I think, I think there's, there, there are a lot of people that are, you know, wondering about that, you know, and, and we've written extensively about this. You mentioned the KCM blog. If there was one thing I would tell you, if you're not doing uh, this right now, Sign up for the KCM blog. You can go to kcmblog.com, put your email address and do it for free. Um, and you'll get that that that, that uh, blog post every morning in your email box. I've done extensive work on that. A few things that I would draw out about that, uh, and, I'll, and I'll show you a graphic here in just a little bit because it, it, it sort of leads into to another topic, is, um, you know, if you go all the way back to World War II, that was the beginning of the modern day housing boom. 
you know, think about GIs coming back from the war and you know, the GI Bill, which provided education. It provided the the, the home loan program, the VA home loan. Anybody that served, certainly we wanted to take care, take, take advantage of that benefit uh, for their service. But that was the modern day housing boom. There's been one time during that time span where homes lost significant value, and that was back in, in 2008 in the housing crisis. Now, the interesting thing is that it was driven by uh, two uh, predominant factors. First one were lending standards. You know, there were loans in the market uh, back then that, that simply don't exist today. You know, you think about no income, no job, no verification. We don't need it. Things have changed, and we know how that turned out through um, the housing crisis. The second reason um, that, that we ended up in the situation we were in was people the equity had their homes, and there was a term back then, uh, equity harvesting. You take the equity from your home, they would reposition it into an investment into you know, maybe a, 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 um, uh, buying jet skis, going on vacation, financing lifestyle, if you will, thinking this will never end, and we know it ended badly. And, and so if you take that as a known back this long value, we're in a very different situation today. What do we know? We know that according to, to First American, the average equity on a home in this country is over $300,000. I mean, nobody's walking away from $300,000. What do we know? We have a severe undersupply of homes. If anybody had to sell their home today, they're going to sell it quickly. And in, in a lot of cases, at or above list price. So there are options today for people that they didn't have back in the housing crisis. We can, we can say through the mortgage program, demand is real today, where I would argue demand was inflated back in the crisis due to all the loans that were in the, in the market. So very, very different scenario today than what we saw, uh, you know, back in 2008. So I, I would say, you know, what experts are saying is there is not a crash in housing uh, coming. Now, let's talk about that. Everybody, I think, wants to, Curtis, talk about What's the black swan event that could show up that could right. cause that? I want to be clear that there the fundamentals in housing don't don't show uh, any signs of a you know a crash, and you can find a right. lot of evidence in the market to support that. It it it, it was going to be my next question because even Brad Corn, hey Brad, good to see you on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I I know Brad, um, and uh, he's saying he saw a graphic recently that showed that house prices, gas, well, there it is. Um, you know, uh, gas, housing prices, all this stuff is up 20, 35%, but interest rates are below. But the first part of his comment there is, is what people are saying to go great housing fundamentals are looking good. Uh, but we pump $5 trillion into the economy. Gas prices are, are crazy. And, um, and, and, and we're mostly comparing to gas prices at their very lowest when no one was driving during the pandemic right. and gas prices were low. But, um, but even, even that huge gap, I mean, grocery bills, um, my, my family, uh, you we know, all, all the time is like, wow, it's, you know, we're feeling all of this stuff. So, so yeah, I, I would love to get into how does that play in and affect the fundamentals of real estate and what's what, what then how does the market look for us as we move forward? Yeah, I think that, that comes into what you believe about inflation, what do you believe about the market and all of those types of things. 
if, if you think about that first graphic um, that I showed that shows interest rates rising, and now we've sort of been in, in a several week time period of, of them plateauing. Again, I'm going to call five percent, you know, five point one, five point two in that area. We've sort of sort of plateaued right there. There are two things that I would absolutely tell you about the cost of a home and financing. You know, ultimately that's the carrying cost of a home. One, experts that study the market and study the mortgage market. They don't know what's coming. I'll guarantee you that because we watch a lot of them here at Keeping Current Matters. The other thing I will absolutely guarantee you is what the market is looking for is a little bit of good news. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that. So let me give you an example. What do you believe about inflation? Well, the market's looking for us to sort of say we peaked in inflation, right? And so, so all right, what do you believe? I, I believe ultimately the, um, uh, the, the, the Fed will get inflation under control. Um, with this amount of time, whether that's three months, six months, nine months, whatever it is, I don't think it's going to go away overnight, but but I think it will be solved. All right. In geopolitical instability, specifically the war in Ukraine, what do you believe about that? We're looking for some resolution in that and certainly for the human beings involved in that. Our hearts go out to them. All right. You take the Fed, their actions. So there are all these pieces that come into play that I think as I look at experts and what they're saying is that this, this rise in interest rates has been to combat inflation, that'll be solved over time. So I, I guess the perspective I would bring to that, Curtis, is this too shall pass. Like this right. will be something that we will get through. Now I'm not sitting here saying, I think the bottom's gonna drop out in rates. I don't believe that, but I don't think we're gonna continue on this upward climb. Right. Well, let, let me jump in. Cause I, I think um, we have a question from Diana who, who yeah. said, who said what? What type of agent? We haven't even. We're we're, we're now past the comment where we're saying, "Well, we don't." It doesn't look like there's going to be a crash. But what type of agent do you see being successful? And I would add, I, I would change her question. Sorry, Diana, but as we move forward, and something that I'll never forget about uh, the first time I ever met Steve mm -hmm. at a conference and heard him. You know, this is right when things were starting to to go bad, like in 08, 07, yeah, late 07, 08, yeah. um, in some markets. And he talked about, you know, a, he, he made this analogy of a kid in a bed and the parent comes in and doesn't just say, don't worry about it. Things are great. You know, they get down and look under the bed and tell their kid they, there's no monster. And and I And I think what I'm hearing and what you're saying is like, the market wants to hear good news. They want to do this. And I, I think to answer both Diana and bring into what you're saying is the most successful agents are there are not hiding from the questions, sure. right? They're using great material from KCM and they're, and they're talking to people and saying, look, you know, all of these things, but let me, let me share the good news in it all. Let yeah. me share, you know, what, what the, the, the positive things that are happening in, in the world and, and bringing that comfort to theirs is, is, is essentially what I'm hearing. So, um, yeah, I think there's, you know, there was, there was an article written the last couple of weeks. Uh, I can't remember if it was, it was somewhere. And it basically said the number one rule of a crash or a correction is you don't talk about it. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, <laughs> it was out there and listen, in our business, there's a lot of truth to that. I guess my point would be in, in, what we would say at KCM is be what's what's the agent of the future going to look like? And it's this, it's the educated agent that becomes the teacher, right? So let me just give you an example. Somebody sends you an article and they say, and, it, and the, the title of the article is 
housing crash coming soon or whatever, you know, type of clickbait article that can be sent out. I would engage in that. I'd say, hey, first question I would ask, first, just a little helpful advice. First question I would always ask when somebody asked me that is, did you read the article? Did, did you take the time and read the article? If they didn't, they're going to read it right then if they want to engage with you. Right. Because most people don't. We live in a society that says, I'm going to read the, the headline, which is built to grab your attention. I'm not going to read the substance of the article. And then you go and you, and you read the article. Then I can have a conversation with you. And I think that's what you're talking about right. in that, Curtis. Well, I read that. Let's take a real life example. Population in this country is we're not growing in population as much as we used to be. And we're building more and more homes in this country. Is that going to be an issue down the road? Great question. Yeah. Let's engage on that. And I think that's I think that's the agent of the future that's not scared to have that conversation, but is well well equipped. And here's the word I would use. They have a relevant market opinion based upon fact. That they have their opinion built, but they back it up by facts. And that's what we all want. Yeah. I love that. If people are listening, you should write that one down. Larry Reed, thanks for the comment. He said the same thing you just did. He said, the agents with knowledge will survive. The agents with knowledge will be successful. Yeah. I think it's that taking that knowledge um, and, and then being able to articulate that to help people move forward, to help consumers move forward in what they want to do is, is the key. Um, I didn't mean to take the conversation off tangent. I, I want to make sure uh, we we get to see all the slides and and again yeah. give some of that knowledge to the consumers. So where yeah. did I take it off track? Where do you want to get back to here? Let's kind of bring it full circle. Let's okay. go back to what we talked about: rising cost in our business, which is directly related to interest rates. That's going to come into what do you believe? And and, I, and if you want to know what I believe, we're starting to plateau out. As we start to see good information come, I'm going to call it good information the market wants to hear. Right. See a little bit of relief in, in those rates. I don't think we're going back to where we were, um, you know, back during the pandemic, but um, probably off those those highs uh, that, that, you know, most experts would say between five and six percent. We'll see, though. We'll see what uh, uh, comes in that direction. But the biggest sort of, you know, fever pitch right now in the media is about recession, Right. So what does recession mean to housing? I, I will tell you this. Every time a consumer hears recession, they think housing crisis. Right. Because we, we think about, okay, what happened back in, in 08? And we talked about that previously. And everyone in our, in our business has talked about that. But there's you know this feeling of, gosh, homes have appreciated at an unreal rate over the last couple of years. This doesn't feel good. We're going to go into a recession. Oh, by the way, last time housing crashes. If I wasn't in the business, I would be thinking, that. right. Let me just say right. that. Okay. So what our team went and did, and it's the last slide that I have, I think it's number eight. If, if you want to show that is we went and looked at, at the last six recessions in this country and what happened to home prices during those recessions. What we quickly proved is that recession doesn't mean housing crisis and recession doesn't mean that homes are going to lose value. As a matter of fact, in four of the last six recessions, going back to the early 80s, homes actually appreciated during those times. 
At one time in the early 90s, marginal depreciation there, less than 2%. But what everybody remembers is back in 2008, when homes all stopped 20 cents. It was a devastating time uh, for for folks in the business. Folks had to make different decisions and walk away, sell a home, go through some type of distress sale in a home. Uh, And people remember that. And, and they look at what's going on today. And they think, you know, what, it feels it feels, uh, you know, eerily the same. And I think we have to engage in that and give them the facts. You know, first, I'm going to give uh, uh, everybody, you know, if they want these slides, use those wherever you want to on. Maybe you make a video. Maybe you put it on social media. Maybe you just, you know, have that on your phone as somebody asked you that question and you can give them uh, the truth about it, um, about in this case, recession, but certainly anything yeah. that, uh, that we're talking about. Well, and 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 this this is a challenge. Um, uh, even in our industry, people, uh, you know, when we talk about foreclosures, you know, the immediate thing is all oh, short sales. But sure. like you said, you know, three hundred thousand dollars in equity, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of equity in homes. Nobody's short selling their house right now. But but yeah. we we get caught up in the meaning of of words like recession and things that. I yeah. think do <clears throat> that do cause problems. Um, and I think that's good. I think that there's, um, there's a lot of people out there that are hoping uh, for pricing to go down. I think a lot sure. of people who want to buy or invest and they're like, Oh, I'm just waiting. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and so I, I think having the facts to then form an opinion, say, say that, say that line again, David. It's, it's, it's having a relevant market opinion based upon facts. I love that. The reason I say that is there are a lot of opinions in our business. There are a lot of them. Very few of them are based upon facts, right? You have an opinion based upon what your uncle said or what you believe to be true, but you have a relevant market opinion based upon facts. And something I want to say about the specific foreclosure um, scenario in this country. Back in 08, I worked for the largest holder of distressed assets in this country, foreclosed properties. Um, and, you know, the, a strategy back then was to become an REO agent and be able to deliver those those um, houses to the market. I, I want to be clear. I don't believe that's a strategy that's coming up. I, I don't believe there's going to be this influx in any, uh, you know, shape, form uh, of foreclosed properties coming to market. And I'll give you a couple of facts about that. But I think there are scenarios where there are banks right now. I've heard of this with agents saying, hey, this is a home that could go into default. Do you mind reaching out? They would love for that to not be an issue for them, right? They'd love for it to get taken care of and move on. Uh, you know, when we entered the pandemic, we said there is there is no limit to what banks and the federal government will do to avoid what happened in 2008. And, and you're seeing that play out. Now, right. I think the I think the conversation down the road will be, did we do too much? And back in 08, we didn't do enough. And you, there's an economic term or phrase, they always say you learn how to fight the last war, right? So we right. sort of fought this war based on that mentality. And here's here are two facts that blow me away every time I, I share them. First, four out of five people that have come out of forbearance over the last uh, couple of years, and this is going all the way back to the start, cumulative numbers, four out of five, um, either paid off their loan through a sale or whatever the case may be, or they went through a workout with their bank. They tacked yeah. it on, you know, the, the deferral and tacked it onto the back, or you know, they did some, some type of rate and term refinance. Um, four out of five. 
Yeah. You're not turning on the TV. Positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not going to turn on the TV and hear that tonight on the nightly news. I mean, that's great news, right? Four out of five people either didn't need it or, you know, worked it out with their bank. The other fact is in the first quarter of this year, foreclosure activity is running at about 60% of what it was pre-pandemic. Now, we're going to continue to see that rise as they work through some folks that do have issues. We don't wish that upon anyone, but it's a fact in our business. But what you're going to see in the headlines is foreclosures are up for the fourth month in a row. Foreclosures are up a billion percent over last year. And people are going to think that. That's why I think, going back to what we talked about, being the educated agent that's out front saying, hey, here's what's happening in um, in the market, doing what you and I are doing. Think about technology today. You can do a podcast and educate your agents. You can record a video and educate your agents. You can get this message out there. And I think that's our job, you know. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to, I mean, the headlines right now uh, that that flood our lives in social media and in news feeds and everything are the monsters underneath the bed. Right. That are, that that we have to be the ones to to explain or 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 get under. But but you also have to have a relevant opinion based on fact. And and just to give a plug for you guys, I mean, if, if somebody's even wondering, at least go subscribe to the blog and read that every day. Just like I tell my employees, you'll have more knowledge about what's going on in the marketplace um, with, with, a, with a lens that I think is healthy, right? I, yeah. I, it's, it's not, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's the facts and yeah. I think it gives you a healthy opinion to be able to share and overcome that fear of the headlines. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think the um, the thing about that, and again, you go sign up for the blog, get it in your email box every morning. You, you don't have to subscribe to KCM to do that. But I tell people that, that are new in the business, go do that. Do that for a few weeks, a couple of months. You'll know what's going on in real estate. You'll have a perspective. And listen, you don't have to, you don't have to agree with everything that I say. But you do have to have a relevant market opinion today. And I think it's been true during COVID, what we're coming out of. People are looking for that advice. People in the world today don't know what to believe. That's the truth about anything out there. And so I think if we can position ourselves as that, and that's not going away into the future, it's going to be very, very advantageous. Yeah. Well, I love it. I I, am. And just just to to wrap things up for listeners here. there, there is, I, we could do a whole nother podcast about the, the agent of the future. And, sure. you know, it's what I love to get into is the marketing and messaging of, of what's going on. But if you look at the buying demographics and how they're changing to millennials and even Gen Z, as they come up as the buying demographic, um, they want more than ever, a, you know, a human involvement when something's highly complex and highly emotional yeah. Um, so they're online and doing all this. Well, things get really emotional when it comes to, you know, the greatest asset that they're trying to buy or sell. So certainly the the agent of the future and with with where things are going, this is so relevant what what we're talking about. And and if 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 you take a lot from this and we're going to get the slides from that, we'll share that out Um and uh, we'll give some websites here that you can go to to make sure that you subscribe to Keeping Current Matters. But the other thing that I hope that people take from the conversation uh, is that, you know, to the, the agent of the future is that relevant opinion based on a relevant opinion of the market based on facts. You can get the facts from Keeping Current Matters. 
um, and you can help the people who are are buying and selling the greatest asset in their life. Yep. David, any last thoughts you want to share with everybody before we log off here? Listen, I, I think the um, first thank you for having me on. Thank you for the support that Red X has always given what we do uh, here at KCM. We're grateful for that and grateful for our long partnership. Um, you know, here's what I would say in, in the world today, going back to what we just talked about, people don't know what to believe. Headlines do more to terrify people than to clarify what's actually going on. And I believe that the good news is we can do that. We can bring the truth and the facts to uh, the clients we serve and uh, they will see us as the expert in the market. So that's our goal. And, and we have your back uh, as you do that. And so um, any way we can help, we're always here to do that. For you. Great. David, everybody, David Childers, thank you so much um, for coming on. You can find more about them. We're going to post there. It's keepingcurrentmatters.com. Um, and we will make sure that we get that link out to everybody. Uh, if, if you're listening, watching, if you've downloaded this after we played it live, make sure to come and continue the conversation with us um, on the Facebook group, the Lead Gen Conversation, uh, where we can continue to keep talking. Or if you're a customer, you can always jump on uh, the forum, the customer forum at forum.theredx.com. So make sure you check out all of our upcoming podcasts. We'll be sure to have Keeping Current Matters again. That's at redx.com forward slash podcasts. Um, again, David, thank you so much. And we will see.